0: Hello and welcome to our post-election podcast. I'm Molly and here with me today is Nia, Maria, Florence and Caitlin. So, as we know, there has been a massive Tory majority on Thursday in the election, with the Tories winning 365 seats to Labour's 203, the biggest Labour defeat since the 30s. So let's start by addressing a few of the main points of the election. So Caitlin. I think one of the key points
1: that I've definitely picked up is the difference between the result and what was on social media for a lot of young people. Obviously, it's well known that Labour love to promote themselves through social media and they love to try and connect with young people. They contact celebrities. They have um, them trying to say or oh, vote Labour. And so I think as a young person, I was very shocked by the result. But I think that just goes to show what social media shows versus what the reality is of the older voters and obviously the big conservative win
2: um i think that's yeah i think to follow up from that it's a very important point because for young people many people were so 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 sure that there was definitely going to be a labor victory simply because of the amount of um promotion and like all of that sort of stuff that had been happening online and that's what they had seen online but in reality what happened was obviously the um conservative victory and i think it goes to show the tory um door-to-door how they did that clearly worked out quite well for them because it almost gives you that like face value, like um sort of interaction that a lot of people would be looking for. Whereas if you see something on social media, you're more likely to think it's biased. And so would you say campaign tactics
0: play a big part in it?
1: Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, if you look at the last few days of campaigning, the conservatives went really strong they you know they continued campaigning right to the very end they put more money into it and effort and I guess that you know in those last couple days that's what people
2: remember that's That's what they needed to do as well the last few days were when people were deciding exactly labor emphasized throughout their campaigning like you know they campaigned like throughout the time that they were running but then at the same time they didn't it wasn't when people needed it the most. Yeah. It was It was only when people were unsure. And I think the Tories came out strong right at the end, which is what got their win. I think that's also due to the ageing population as well. So obviously a lot of older voters are going to vote Conservative. So that, I kind of think, led to social media not being as good of a representation of what the vote was going to be. Completely. Because a lot of older Conservatives have a view about social media, coming up to elections, I know having spoke to a few, they believe that it's like heavily biased by everything that's like going on within social media. And I've heard people be like, oh, it's a scam, it's a con and stuff like that, just simply because of the fact that it's become such like, social media has become such a space for labor propaganda essentially. And when people see that, and when you don't perhaps, this is a generalization I'm aware, but it's like when you don't perhaps seem as aware of what happens on social media to see stuff like that and to go on and it be so heavily labor is perhaps why it almost seemed that way and perhaps why a lot of the older generation were then put off because it seemed there was a space where they were just very heavily labor
1: and there was no other room for let's say any other parties um I also to continue with that point I think there was quite a lot of naive people on social media. And I know that's a bit of a strong point to make, but clicktivism is a very big thing at the moment. And people think by just sharing stuff on social media is actually making a difference to the actual general election and people's posts and, you know, signing petitions, although that's great and show support, it doesn't actually get them further in the campaign. It's not an actual vote. And so... I think even though as young people we saw so much on social media, so many, you know, for uh, pro-Labour posts and tweets and uh, shares, but actually none of those were votes. None of those actually counted towards anything. And so I think people will learn from this general election. And I think for us it's also very important to keep in
2: mind that the majority of the posts we saw were people from our own age category, people who have no vote. So... Everyone being so up and at them about the actual general election itself, although it was great, they couldn't have voted if they wanted to because 16 to 17-year-olds do not have a vote. So their, their, although their words were like powerful and like, like of their ilk, you don't see an adult seeing a 15, like 16, 17-year-olds post or Instagram story and go, oh, well, because they put that on there, I'm going to vote for them. They have their own mind, their own decision. And it's almost discouraging if you see someone who's so much younger, so much more immature with no sort of perception because many, although again, it's generalizing, but many 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds who are putting, posting and stuff like that, it seems almost immature to vote for that party because 15-year-olds with almost no political perception were putting these things up. It almost seems like you know, people would almost feel against voting for that by the same token. Would you not think that there is a prejudice against possibly being a conservative in this age bracket? Because there is definitely, I feel anyway, there is like from seeing other people and comments people have said, you can definitely see that there is some sort of prejudice, discrimination against it, which may reflect people not posting their political agendas on social media. Yeah. It's, it's very crowd based, I think, as well, because for us, we are in a crowd which is very very heavily Labour-influenced. Um, the majority of people I know, especially at this school, um, are Labour voters. Um, and having, being a Conservative, you have people all the time saying, oh, I hate Conservatives, I, Like, I literally hate them, like all this stuff, without any prior knowledge of people they are, but I know in other school crowds and like stuff like that. So, for, for example, like Tommy's and like um, Balcaris people are very open about their political opinions because it's such a mix. But I feel like especially because of the constituency that our school is located in. Yeah. Which is obviously a surprising result in the end. Yeah. But um, for the most part, like our school is very Labour and having a different political opinion in this school that isn't so, I guess, biased towards Labour is quite, I guess, a
1: difficult thing. Yeah and I think although personally I would say I am more left in my political views and I think my family has I think it's kind of not well represented through social media. I think sometimes people can well I think everybody knows you should never really believe what you see on social media Mm -hmm. and sometimes you things are twisted in a certain way and I think it's important to realise that it's not the same as it was years ago, where you you do everything through newspapers and leaflets and talking to people. Yeah. Now it, people anonymously can say what they like, and so uh, it, social media and politics are starting to get very
0: dangerous, yeah, when especially coming up to a general election. So do you think the faceless nature of social media has led to an increase in racism that we've seen and sexism as well in the Completely. media? Do Definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. People but, aren't scared to... See, you know, it's not like your name is going to be under a column anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, you're...
2: It's, it's not... You can't really. There's can, no way of... Yeah. ...getting someone done for hate crime if they make a racist comment on the internet because it's one of many. Like, you don't see every single... Because, I mean, YouTube is a toxic place for... Racism, sexism, anything like that. And no one's going to really take too much attention to, no one's really going to pay any attention to someone's comment because it's one in so, so many. But it also means that when people start seeing that and they see it over and over again, it does become ingrained in their head that that is true. Do you justify the £1.25 million spent that Labour spent, even though they lost the election? I can't justify it. If I'm completely honest, I think that in politics you have such a mix of a crowd and the people that Labour were, were appealing to by being so present on social media were our generation and not really teen, like 18-year-olds um, and above. It's like future voters yeah. in a way rather you, than current voters. And you appealed to us by being on social media that people like my grandparents or or my mom and my dad they won't see that stuff and you know it's like my parents do vote um labor and like they are loyal to that vote but they still won't see the influence of that and a lot of people won't see the influence of that and young conservative um young liberal democrat and young like brexit green party voters they won't see that and think oh well that's something I need to pay attention to because it's on social media they'll just scroll past it it's that easy on social media which is why it's almost wasted money.
0: So leading on from that really obviously Labour suffered a huge loss which was obviously quite surprising to a lot of us I think I would say what reason would you give for Labour's loss obviously we've covered things like social media and perhaps Jeremy Corbyn would be an issue so, yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. If I could start straight away with the fact that I think a lot of the um, vote was lost for the leader of the Labor, the current leader of the Labour Party, a lot of people didn't align with what he did, what he covered. A lot of people didn't like him. Um, I know a lot of people didn't vote Labour because they simply did not like the idea of putting Corbyn in power. There are several issues to do with it, you know, such as um, the fact that he's close friends with um, a member of the IRA, which is, I think, a lot of people's a lot of people's anger goes towards that and how it's thought of as okay and how people he wasn't that wasn't brought into the light and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think that's a lot of people's problem with Corbyn, and people felt he didn't take a strong enough approach. Such as um, like Johnson was, ha- and that's the thing with the Conservative Party—they always have a very attacking role in politics. Yeah. Whereas, if you choose to take the um like people pleasing method, like Labour and <laughs> Lib Dem, people tend to listen to the people with the strongest voice. And in this election, that was the Conservative Party.
1: Um, I would agree with you on that point. Um, I think maybe. The- Jeremy Corbyn was sort of disliked by quite a few people. And I think that didn't help. But I'd also say that many people called this the Brexit election and the Conservatives promising to get Brexit done and to, you know, and I think lots of people are fed up with Brexit. I mean, this is 2016 was the Brexit referendum and it's 2020 in about two weeks. And so now we're like, it can be argued that a trade deal. The, if they do manage to make a trade deal in the amount
2: of time that they were in the amount of time that they're trying to yeah it will be the fastest amount of time it will be the yeah. fastest trade deal ever made and that's it, the only thing is but it's the fact that the public aren't necessarily aware of the fact yeah. of how long it takes to make a trade deal yeah but they but the
1: conservatives are using
2: that to their advantage yeah, i think yeah
1: and they you they their clear plan that they've presented is very likable to lots of people you know they want this over and done with and and you know the public voted and that was one of the lib dem's flaws i think was the whole we're gonna forget about brexit because lots yeah. of people felt that it was their their democracy yeah. being played with at that point point. and so with the i think the main thing that helped the conservatives win this time was their stance on brexit and as someone who
2: um personally supports both labor and liberal democrats um it was quite hard to see the fact that there was a lot of people going right against the Liberal Democrats for their people-pleasing point of view. You have to respect democracy, I think. That is something that's very true, but forgetting about a matter that's been going on for three years now isn't something that's going to go down without a fight. And that's probably another reason why the Liberal Democrats really did not stand a chance.
1: She lost her seat, joe Swinth. Jo yeah. swinson yeah she cool. did she lose her, seat. her seat and that's for, for a party leader that's really embarrassing almost because yeah. and i i didn't feel sorry for her almost because it's yeah. like she has you know and and but i found lots of people disliked her yeah they couldn't right. really figure out why either they just disliked her and so ended up losing her seat and i think that's that's it then over for her leadership
2: yeah completely following on from an earlier point i don't think it was just jeremy corbyn that led to labour's embarrassing defeat i think it was also partially due to the manifesto there was just too many perfect promises to they were almost speaking to every sector of society yeah which i don't think appealed to some people they were going to have free childcare, um free care for the elderly free university tuition fees reducing the age to 16 payouts for the waspi Mm. women it's I think people felt that because Labour had lost, because they had lost trust in the Labour Party, they didn't believe that they could fulfil their completely. manifesto. Yeah. And so they felt betrayed, especially um, in areas such as the North East, where Labour have, had supposed been been speaking for a largely working class society. Um, they'd felt betrayed by the lack of, by the reduction of industrialisation, which was their main form of employment. So in, in the 2019 election, Labour lost a percentage in every single area, so not just, like, um like constituencies, but areas more generally such as, like, South West, the West, Wales. They lost um, a large percentage in every single one of those. Yeah, and it's, I think, as you say... Um I think over time we've seen Labour become less of a working-class party and become more middle-class. And when the whole Conservative, when there are already two parties um, working for the middle-class, and one of them is the most popular party, it's very hard to make that transition. And especially when your most loyal voters, who always wanted to vote Labour, as you see in the North, um, become disheartened and feel like they can't trust the party that they have always supported. And when that trust is broken between a party and a loyal voter, that voter won't vote for them after that, because if they have the loyalty to vote for them for their life, they will continue to have that type of respect for a different party. I totally agree with that stance. Um, but especially to do with the Brexit strategy. I think if you voted to leave the European Union, I think you were most definitely going to vote Conservative because they felt they were going to be betrayed by Labour. They're going to be betrayed by this party twice potentially if they vote them in, which for someone who's supposed to be representing their own personal views, they just couldn't. I think that's because they had a lot of disillusionment within their own party about their stance on Brexit as well. And that didn't help at all because I guess Lib Dems, they were certain about the fact that they would not continue with Brexit. Conservatives want to get it done. Labour just floating in the middle didn't help at all with the voting at all. Yeah.
0: So, um, just leading on from that, really, um, obviously, Jeremy Corbyn and really the Labour Party as a whole at this point has become more and more over time a kind of far-left party, which is obviously kind of differing from the successful government of Tony Blair. Would you say that the kind of far-left kind of ideology of the kind of new old Labour, if you will, has a place in current politics or do you think it should be left in the past?
1: Personally, I think it should be left in the past. I know a lot of people would ag- you know, would agree with the sort of far-left, but look... <sighs> The whole, I don't agree with any extremist politics. I think Jeremy Corbyn was quite dangerous in his ideology, the the kind of Marxist, like real left. And I think it scared quite a lot of people away from Labour. They thought, "What? I don't want to go for this party who could end up damaging the economy really badly. The same as if we had extreme right in this country, it would be wrong because then you got you know, racism, sexism There is a far right in this
2: country there that definitely
1: is, is growing though, I think. Absolutely. Arguably. I mean, if you look at last summer, there was the former director of MI6 said they're putting as much resources into tackling far right extremism as they were, islamic extremism and it's like that That shouldn't 2019 why is there still existing racist racism people and people it's who becoming would... more apparent and rampant in and i society. think it's, it's look at yeah. the brexit party look at those far right sort of ukip people who are are trying to get involved in politics and are trying to and it's 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 dangerous. And it no, encourage, encourages
2: yeah. the kind of behavior things like the EDL and that kind of yeah. thing. Do you know the, what I mean? Yeah, yeah Britain first. Yeah. Which is actually quite surprising, 2% of the vote. So if you have 100 people, that's that's two people every 100 people. That's actually quite surprising considering how extreme their views are. Exactly, um, and, and people are becoming and thinking it's more okay to be more open and simply quite disgusting. It's like with their mm. views on again. hiding beings. behind the anim- yeah. anim- yeah, anonymity. 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 Yeah.
1: No, no, <laughs> has nobody learned from history? Mm,
2: like well, exactly. I think yeah. World but War is just, just going to repeat itself. Yeah, yeah and, and it I think is. socialism. socialism I, like, I guess it is like going back to your point about saying that it is dangerous and that kind of thing. I get that it is very oh, yeah. I wouldn't
1: say. like. I think like, some socialism think is is good. For Mm. In certain ways, if you look at, you know, being able to support people better, people, yeah. vulnerable like it's people is, a good, a, way. is yeah. a good thing to do. And yeah. I think it's important to help people raise taxes. You know, I, I have no problem with paying a little bit more tax if it's going to help those people get their health care, help them to have put food on the table for their kids. But going too far and and starting to make lots and lots of things uh public services can end up damaging us instead yeah but and how d- far
2: is too far because i feel like we're saying i think a lot of politics is gearing more to the right at the moment yeah. and i think we're saying oh but it's not that far yet we're not at the but point it, that it could have been in it, history but
1: and so we're when making excuses for but the right whilst no also criticizing the left and I think some, it's,
2: there need, and I get there needs to be a middle ground, but the middle ground is becoming more to the right than yeah, it is to the. You've it, seen the Liberal yeah. the Democrats party go from being a centrist party, which is what a lot of people go to because they don't identify as left or right; they identify as being in the middle. But you watch the Liberal Democrats start to go more and more right because it's more socially accepted, and they are a people pleasing party. Well,
0: you've yeah. got the whole yellow Tory kind of thing. Yeah, you? Right. definitely.
1: For yeah. me personally, I'd love to see the Labour Party reinvent itself with a good leader mm. and go back to maybe <sighs> new Labour-ish type, yeah. of where, where they're, they're looking after the economy and, and help not just um, being more forward thinking and help looking after other people, but also looking after businesses, people who've worked really hard to try and, you know, Get set up their are. own business. And, and, and so we need, I think, someone to come along and really try and and um take labor back to something that it was becoming a true social yeah
2: true central yeah labor party Party. you know because because it's it's stopped becoming like you can say it's for the many not the few as much as you want and you can scream that from the rooftops if you'd like to but at the end of the day the labor party is now just like appealing to the middle class yeah it's because because well before there were members of the party who were a lot there was a high percentage of the party who were working class, whereas now their leaders have slowly become more and more like middle class, private school educated, Mm. that kind of thing. And you lose the accurate representation, lose representation within the party and within just the whole country. I definitely
0: think this could be given like if they take the opportunity, like as they could, this could be the like, a new beginning for the Labour Party. It could be exactly what they need to kind of kickstart into and yeah, reinvent themselves yeah, as from what something they that people do want, you know, and to be a kind of cent- main centralist party almost. So, yeah, is definitely. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd say they're a lot more cent- centre-left. No, centre-right, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'd say central-left is probably a safe position to take, but they're not central currently, and the Liberal Democrats can't consider themselves central, which, as as, as I say, someone who supports them... It's quite sad to see because I feel like I don't have representation within a party anymore because the party I once did um, think represented me and my beliefs very well has become um, right-leaning, people-pleasing, apart from with, I guess, the Brexit thing, but that's also a people-pleasing policy. They've lost their view. They've lost their value as a trustworthy Mm -hmm. party and that's what I feel like is becoming with most of of our political parties now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely.
0: Uh, So just... On a slightly different note, obviously the SNP got a massive landslide in Scotland and what, obviously there's big questions now of what the future for Scotland is. You know, there's a lot of questions of independence from uh, the leader, Nicola Sturgeon, but what do you think the future will be for Scotland?
2: Um, I'd like to believe that Scotland to take some responsibility and leave while they can Um, to be quite honest I know for us Scotland is uh, a big part of what we consider our country but at the end of the day staying in Britain while it's in such an unstable economic state and while its politics is still unstable is if that's an option on the table they should take the opportunity as for them it's only going to get worse I feel and no, no worries. Um, it, it's difficult, but as obviously you see the whole Irish, Southern Irish backstop happening and it's it's just, you know, I, I personally think that if Scotland have the opportunity to become an independent state and have still have the benefits that we have currently from the EU just because their land is attached us, it doesn't mean they need to become a state i don't think it really is a like a they don't really have an opportunity to do that anymore because obviously the conservatives are saying that they are completely against scotland being independent against a referendum and even if they want to leave like nicola sturgeon was saying that she feels imprisoned in the uk against like scotland is imprisoned in the uk against its will they're not going to be allowed to leave it's gotten too late at this point purely from an economical um, reasoning Scotland provides the England with 53.7 billion pounds which is 36.5 percent of our GDP which is co- which is quite a lot for us to just let go yeah.
0: um
2: I know economically we are going to struggle leaving the EU alone with with if still happens Scotland at the same time well. I know a large reasoning is that um, England does give a lot of money to Scotland. However, I think the ethical thing to do would to maybe like sl- if we if they were going to leave would be to slowly decrease it, to suddenly hand over all this power, all this money to stop our flow of money into the country. I think it would cause the collapse like economically. and Scott one of Scotland's main financial sectors is the oil industry, which will soon run out. you know there's fracking, there's gas. Soon that will all be rendered and especially if they're under EU regulations, which are coming on, which are you know becoming more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. I think that it will be it would be unethical to see a country possibly ruin mm-hmm. to, because we just want to get rid of them for extra economic reasons.
0: Um, another point. Uh, moving on from that is obviously a lot of people have said that this is really a tactical election. Um, in that people are purely voting um, so as to vote certain people out either side to be honest I've heard people saying that they vote Tory to make sure that Corbyn doesn't get in and vice versa with uh, voting Labour to ensure that uh, Johnson doesn't get in Uh, do you think this is a dangerous thing to be happening and like kind of in Ingraining the two-party system really like firmly in our society do you think what are your views on this
2: I'd agree that it is it is very dangerous and I think it's very sad to see that the fact that voting has come to being about a leader rather than a party and their and their policies because that's what voting really should be about you should be voting for the cut for the better of the country and f- with your own point of view rather than deciding whether you like or dislike a specific person just because they're a representative of that party
1: yeah and um to follow on from that point I think I was surprised by how many people in this general election turned around and said how they they um spoiled their ballot which for me was I I this the first time I'd really come across it people actually going out and spoiling their their ballot and i think um i think it's it's their right to do so if they didn't feel like any of the candidates were suitable if they thought none of them were fit to be their local mp i think they should spoil their ballot and i think it should be made clear the percentage of people who did do that because it just goes to show how many people can't you know are against yeah some of this it reflects and the state of politics yeah, today and, and how it's, disgusted people by our our buyers and it's important that that's shown clearly and it also i mean raises questions about our voting system and um how first past the post is often makes people turn to tactical voting because it's like right well i live in a safe seat or you know i don't want them to get in so i'm gonna you know and if we had proportional representation maybe things would be different maybe people would feel there was that graph that showed like mm.
2: the, what yeah. the country would look like with proportional representation and i think people were looking at that and thinking wow well <laughs> that, in, would in, in, that would have been better yeah. and like yeah. my voice would have been heard if if it hadn't been for first past the post yeah
0: so just on that note uh do you think that perhaps there should be a reform to the voting system and if so would proportional representation be the best option or would there be a different one that would maybe be preferable?
2: I personally favour um, proportional representation. I think it's a good way to let everyone's voice be heard and that's what politics should be should be about. It should be about the people and what they think and how they like believe the country should be represented. And I think the whole first-past-the-post system is quite flawed now. Personally, I totally agree with that view, and I I really do um, like the single transferable vote system. However, we had a referendum, and I'm not sure of the exact date, but I think it was in the early two, like the early 10s, 2010s, mm-hmm. asking whether there was a reform wanted and there was a majority of no. I think, once again, it would be like Brexit. It would be the undemocratic thing to just start changing it as much as I do personally agree with it. And I think it would be the most... Dem- it would be the most democratic thing to do, with, but doing the, the most not democratic thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we could have a referendum on if we should change the style of voting, but then, you know, probably wouldn't get done for another five years. as Brexit yeah. people don't, don't really understand
2: the, vote, the voting system now. And yeah. to put it into well, place, they're
1: just scared of change at this point, I think. I mean, Brexit scared people out of wanting to make big changes for the country because they've voted for something that hasn't been done for years and you know what could happen if we've changed one vote to change the voting system if it's that close to call would people ignore the result happen when i turn
2: 13 i personally
0: on my 13th birthday like
2: i don't think you can really (laughs) use the argument that people can't be informed because there is there is more possibilities now with things like social media and um, the news being, you can use the, the the news on your phone. You Don't need to go out and buy a newspaper. Things are so easily accessible nowadays. I don't, I don't see why
0: the you can't inform yourself. To be fair though, I think it's all very well us saying that, and don't get me wrong, I do agree with that. But I think, like I say, it's all very well us saying that as like politics students who already have an interest in it, so we're already going to want to go out and find out more about it but just not everyone has that man that mentality and and I don't I, think you should be mm. voting if you're not properly informed what's the point in you voting you're going to vote for the wrong thing
2: I yeah don't know. but the fact that, that there's so much that. information there's there's more opportunity for getting information but there's more also more opportunity for getting information which is manipulated and incorrect yeah. and a lot of people aren't in the fortunate situation that we are where we have good education um we have we have like a good financial situation to be able to access that education but not everyone is in the same boat at this school like we have a very well we have a school political podcast at our own school our school is a very middle class school so we see people around us who can get that education we don't get to see the other side of it at schools uh, many comprehensive schools that I know people from that I've been to a lot of people do not have the funding, the correct education to be able to see that. And people would love to be able to educate themselves. People are very interested in politics, especially like today. So I feel that everyone should have their right to vote regardless of their education because they haven't had the same means that we've been privileged, privileged enough to have. We're we're a very, very privileged school. The place we live in is privileged. We do not understand in the slightest what it is like to live like other people have to. And they would most likely love to have the same opportunities that we have and have the same access to education that we have and the same access to correct sources and unbiased like things. But a lot of people can't get that
0: Mm, and and, it's a case not knowing where to look as no, well. You, where,
2: where are you finding these particular ones from? Like exact examples. Why can't other people got an access them? Such as places like Manchester. Not everywhere's like Stroud. We have such. This is such a middle class. We live in the southwest. You go south, and it becomes more affluent. If you go anywhere in the north, it's so much like. You can see places are you far can more still rundown. go on Google and type in like BBC A lot of people don't have a but computer. It's about the access to the internet. It's yeah. about the access to they, these um, these sources. Yeah, and that knowing where provide. to look and yeah. unbiased
0: opinions. Their parents, you
2: know. on top of it, have been misinformed. A lot of people don't have the correct means to go out and get educated. And it's something we can't understand. We can't get our heads around that idea because we've been brought up in a situation where we are lucky enough to be able to get that education. And we're lucky enough to have our own opinion on it as well. Exactly. Whereas uh, a lot of the time in where places, people who are voting based off of their parents' opinion and that kind of thing, it's all just passed down on them rather than, and it's based on like their family's historical, I guess, like links yeah. to parties.
0: Yeah, it's almost like hereditary than, voting, yeah, it's, yeah. It, isn't it? Yeah, a lot on, of
2: people who are not in our situation and who do not have the privilege that we have, they don't get a political opinion. They go off what their mum says, they go off what their dad says, they go off of what they hear around. And what they're hearing is that political parties, certain political parties have done them wrong Mm -hmm. because people feel like badly done by. And there is nothing, there is no one encouraging those people to go out and get that education because they can't. (laughs) Because a lot of, schools that people work towards and because our education system itself is so flawed people can't just go on google because a lot of people don't have the funds to get a computer to do so a lot of people don't stay in school so they can't access their school's education because they have to work from a young age and they're hearing stuff from factories that they work at and repair places that they work at but those places also don't have the right information and they have no way of building up them building themselves up They have no way of doing that. And And again, it
0: goes back to the whole social media argument of, you know, you associate yourself with people that kind of have similar views to you and similar opinions. So you're just going to constantly, it's like an echo chamber, you know, you're just going to hear the same things being like bounced back at you like over and over again, because you know, that's just how it works really, isn't it? You know, can't always educate themselves and that should not be something that is held against
2: them. They can't, you can't fault someone. Because they can't do that, because a lot of people, we are so fortunate to be in the situation where we can decide what we have as our political
0: view. So, would you agree with um, making politics like mandatory in school? I, I think
1: everybody, um, I think every child and young person should be correctly told what's going on. And none of this kind of, um, remain you know I, I think it's bad if somebody was to remain completely neutral when talking about politics because that's just not the case if if a if a party is far right they should explicitly tell somebody look that's these are the things that they're in favor of these are policies they voted for if they're far left they should be told they should be they should be taught everything that that the uh, a well-off student would be taught. Everybody should receive the same information, and then they can do what they like with that information. If they want to go and support a certain party, they have every right to. Because we're fortunate enough to live in a country that means that we can. If you look mm. at countries around the world, there are still there's still people stand looming over their ballots, and you know, you yeah. either vote that, or we'll take you away. So it's mm. everybody should receive the same information so that they can go and they can have their own free opinion and free vote to to do what they like and and you know if there's people who vote in things that aren't what you would agree with then it's just about learning to be more
0: accepting. and i think that's all we have time for today so thank you everyone for contributing and we'll see you next time